0: Let's face it, most of us would rather be making art than running a successful business. But here's the thing, we can 100% do both. If you want a creative business that you and your clients adore and that supports the life of your dreams, you're in the right place. My name is Erica Ewing, and I'm here to challenge you to define your best life and then to cheer you on as you build a business that supports just that. Welcome to the Successful Creatives Podcast. Today, I am so excited to have Sinead Gillespie of Social by Sinead with me. We're going to talk all things Instagram and the three things that you need to do right now to grow your Instagram account. I'm going to be honest, social media does not come naturally to me, but Sinead somehow finds a way to make it fun and bring the joy into all of the work that goes into maintaining a social media account and a social presence. Sinead, I'm so glad to have you here with us. Before we dive into these things, which I know are going to be such a huge help to my audience, can you tell me a little bit about you and your business and what you do
1: for your clients? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, So a little bit about me. I worked in the corporate world when I graduated college in 2015. And so I worked in finance at a law firm. And this kind of just fell into my lap per se. Um, So how the business got started, I actually went to a local beautician and obviously my name is Irish and the place was called Ireland Beauty. So when I had finished my last appointment, the owner had said, hi, you look young, you're You're Irish, Um, you must know a little bit about social media. So she ended up hiring me and paid me weekly to help her with her account. And it really took off. She did really well. She opened up a second location and I realized you know, if I could help her, I could help lots of other small business. Owner, so I niched down and I picked female entrepreneurs. And like any good idea in the shower, I just was like social by Sinead. So I just randomly created an Instagram account. Never thought anything of it, and I have grown my account fully organically on my own, no paid ads, um, and has and has like have turned this into a six figure business in a year and a half.
0: That's amazing. Like yeah,
1: it's crazy what social media can do.
0: It really, really is. And I have to say that I love going to your feed in particular, I find that there's so much value there. And I find that I'm saving and bookmarking things all the time. What is your handle just so everyone can find you?
1: Yeah. So my handle is at social by Sinead. So social by S I N E A D.
0: Good. Well, thank you for that. So let's dive in. Can you take us through the top three things that us as small business, creative entrepreneurs need to be doing right now to grow our Instagram accounts?
1: Okay. So I would say the first thing is definitely to be consistent. So when you're on there, it's important to make sure you continue to show up. You can't just put a post up and then say, well, no one's liking my stuff or, you know, and then three weeks later, put up something randomly. It's not going to grow like that unless you continue to show up and people continue to see your name. So I would say staying consistent is definitely one thing that you should be doing. Um, another thing that you should, I could name a hundred things. Um, another thing that you (laughs) should be doing is definitely taking advantage of reels, which we can dive into. I know everybody really struggles with creating content and videos and putting themselves in that vulnerable situation where they show themselves on camera and it's really scary. And I know we had even talked about this before is showing up and showing your face. So I'd say between reels and then also showing your face, I think, you know, those are pretty good, like three standpoints because think about it. There are so many people doing what you do. There's a lot of people in everybody's industry. So what makes you different from everybody else is literally you. So instead of pretending like you're just some random robot behind a computer, you really need to show your face to get out there A lot of times when I'm on coaching calls with clients, I will say, you know, would you have paid X amount of dollars to be on this coaching call with me right now if you never saw my face? And they have all said no. And I've done a lot of coaching calls because they want to like, know, and trust you. And in order to do that, they really do need to put a face to the personality and the person behind the screen.
0: Right. And I think that that was something that you really instilled on me that made a difference as, and, and it's something, it's a concept that I know and I understand um but that no like and trust like i think the cool thing about instagram is it gives us access to people that we wouldn't normally potentially have a face to face with right And it gives us a chance to build that know, like, and trust in a way that's very um, easy for people to understand. And it's easy for them when you are showing up and showing your face to feel like they know you before they even book with you. So it really warms up anybody who's what we would call a lead or an inquiry who potentially could be interested in your product or service.
1: Right. Right. And when you think about it, especially for photographers, you know, a wedding day or or engagement or things like that is such a huge part of your life. Mm -hmm. So um, I know a lot of my friends that have been getting married recently and they all say like, they diligently looked for a photographer and they all were on Instagram looking because they wanted to be able to feel comfortable with the person they were working with on their, their big day. Um, And a lot of that is being able to see the person, you know, see them showing up on stories and doing that one-on-one talking to the screen. And I know we all feel so silly, like putting that on our face and talking and basically talking to the screen, but it is really, really important. And it does help build that like, and trust with your audience.
0: Absolutely. In reels specifically, Instagram favors them more because it's one of their latest features. Is
1: that right? Correct. So anytime Instagram comes out with a new feature, hop on the bandwagon because they really want to push out that type of content so more people start using it and seeing it. Um, And so Reels came out a couple months ago, but it's still their newest feature. So they're very much pushing that out. I'm sure that's a lot of what you see on your feed right now. um, And I feel like a lot of people have taken advantage. You know, if you put up a regular video on your feed, it might get a couple hundred views or whatever it is, depending on the content and the hashtags. But if you put that on as a reel, a 30 second reel, you would get you know, four or five times the amount of views just because of how visible they'll make that video, especially in that discover section on Instagram.
0: I was just listening to a podcast yesterday where a beautician actually said that, so she's got an Instagram following of about 8,000 people. She's been getting this the small number of likes, like 50 to 100 people are liking her posts. And she said she finally tried reels and she had a reel that ended up getting 36,000 views. So it, the reels, I think it's interesting because the way that it seems Instagram is like serving up this content, it's such a priority where she's got 8,000 followers. We know that only a small amount of those people are actually ever seeing her content. But since she, she hopped onto one of Instagram's newest features, all of a sudden she's getting all of this extra, you know, viewage on there, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would hundred percent recommend it. And I know a lot of people are like, I don't know what to post or I don't want to do the dances. I don't want to do the dances either. Like I, that's not my forte. So even if you go to my Instagram account, I've posted quite a few reels now and I'm not dancing in any of them and they've still got a lot of great views and I've gotten a lot of leads out of them. Actually, a lot of people have found me through like the discovery page, but they've seen the reel because of the hashtags Um, And it's linked back to my account. And I've gotten a lot of inquiries through my website through that. Another thing about Reels too is, is the lifespan isn't as small as it is a regular post. So if you put up a regular post it probably will have a length of, you know, maybe three, four days max. And then after that, there have been hundreds of thousands of posts that have been posted since. And it's now at the end of the totem pole and no one will see those again unless they directly go to your feed. So what with reels, it's a lot different. I have clients who we've posted reels for two, three weeks ago, and they've gotten maybe, you know, say two, 3000 views within those first couple of days. And then a couple of weeks later, it's suddenly getting 11,000, 12,000 views. So there's no lifespan on that. Like it lasts for a really long time and you can still go viral weeks later. Interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. It actually happened to a client this morning. She's like, wait a minute. Why did I just get like 300 new um, likes on this post that we posted three weeks ago? So it's crazy. How, how would that happen? Um, well, it can get pish- picked up by hashtags, but also the sound. So if people are looking to create a reel, a lot of times they might go searching for music in the reel bank and, and look for a song to use. Yep. And so they might find her video and then a couple people watch it all of a sudden randomly a few days later, or a few weeks later, the algorithm picks that up and say, oh, there's new interest in this video. And then they start pushing it out and the more people watch it, the more views start to come in. So really it can start getting picked up at any time.
0: Okay. So you mentioned a couple of things when you were just talking about the reels that I just want to circle back on. So you mentioned that reels show up for you better in discovery. How does a reel end up in someone's discovery
1: bank? Yeah. So hashtags. Um, and also, you know, the algorithm will pick up if it's something you're interested in. So it is crazy what the algorithm will pick up. And I know it's complicated, so I won't really get too into it, but basically when you like things, you are telling Instagram that you're interested in that type of content, and they're going to continue to push more content that way. So if you're a photographer and you're constantly liking other photographers pictures, because you like looking at things in that industry, that is all you're going to see for the most part on your feed, except for some family and friends that will trickle in that you follow, but whatever you really Engage with the most, that's what they want to push at you because it's keeping you on the platform longer and that's making them money. If you put up, say, if I put something up about photography today and I use photography hashtags, that's going to get pushed to everybody who likes photography. So it's make sure that you're really targeting your audience with the correct hashtags so it gets in front of their eyes.
0: Do you have any tips on where people can be starting using a starting point for finding the right hashtags?
1: Yeah, so honestly, look at your competition. So go to people um, in your area, and I'm not saying go and copy their exact 30 hashtags that they use, but look at what's familiar and what's really popular in the area. So for us, like hashtag Boston photographer, hashtag Boston wedding photographer, that's where a lot of people go to find their wedding photographers because that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, using those, but also looking at other hashtags that people are using that seem to be doing really well. If a local photographer posted a reel, and it really took off. You know, a lot of it does have to do with the content that they posted, but also getting picked up by those hashtags. Start writing those down in the notes section of your phone and keeping track of them. So when it's time to post, you can pull different ones each time. I would not recommend using the same 30 in every single post. Mix them up a little bit because um, the algorithm does pick up if you continue to use the same ones over and over again. And they really want you to be uh, a little bit different each time and not be so repetitive. So mix them up. But yeah, I would say look at your competition and people in your area.
0: Okay. I like the tip of, Creating a list of hashtags in notes too. I think that that's great because as someone who's always trying to be really efficient with things, I want to have stuff like at my fingertips ready to go. So I like that idea. And that sort of makes it easy to, to pick up and post different variations of that. So you're not using the same thing every single time.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but if people use a scheduling platform, if you see a couple of really good hashtags somebody used and you're like, oh, I don't have time to go into Plainly right now and add them into a hashtag vault, just throw them in your notes and then you can go back to it later.
0: Perfect. Yes, I definitely want to circle back to scheduling in a bit. While we're on the topic of Reels, do you have any advice or what are your favorite tools to help people who are just getting started with Reels on how to make a good Reel?
1: Yes. Okay. So I solely rely on an app called InShot. So I-N-S-H-O-T. You can create reels within the Instagram app, but I really don't prefer it. I rather use the InShot app because I know that they are there. I've heard some horror stories when the, um, the feature was new that people would create a reel, put it in their drafts and it was gone. So I solely rely on InShot just in case. Um, but I-N-S-H-O-T, you can download that app. And it's so easy. Everything that you have in your camera roll that you want to use for videos, pictures, anything like that, you can go to InShot, add the video or videos, if you have a couple different ones that you want to combine, it'll let you add them all in. Um, And then basically you can fully edit everything. It is super user friendly. You can um, trim the videos, you can add in transitions. um, But I think the best part is you can add in music. So... Two ways to use music on Instagram. You can go to songs that you like on other people's reels and save the audio. It is super simple once you download the app and you realize all the buttons and tools that you have to utilize.
0: And you helped me create a few reels. I still it's on my list of goals of things to just become more consistent about. But I I I did actually find InShot was really easy to use and once I got started with it, it was actually kind of fun. And I did get a lot of feedback from my very first reel that I put out there, just that people were really excited about the the quality and the content of the information. So I think one thing that's important to keep in mind when we're putting out any sort of content is who that content is speaking to and really making sure that we're talking to our clients in a way that's relatable to them. And it's going to either um, inspire, educate, answer, answer a question. These are all the things I think we need to be incorporating into the reels. Is, would you agree with that? And is yeah.
1: Entertaining. I think so too. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say that I've noticed with reels that don't do as well is if they're super wordy point Real is to be visual. They want to see what they're looking at or watching. So if you, I've seen people put like words and too much text in the videos, and it takes away from what you want them to actually look at. So keep the text to a minimum and put all of the wording that you want to say in the caption portion.
0: Perfect. That's great advice. I know I've definitely come across reels that I've watched and almost had to rewatch multiple times to try to yeah. see what what they're saying in them because there's too much text. So yeah, it goes too really... fast.
1: too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I know there's videos of people pointing at things and that obviously you have to put the text in, but, um, I would just reiterate that text in the caption as well too.
0: Excellent. Good. Well, that is really helpful. Are there any other tools that you recommend when it comes specifically to reels or is InShot the place to go?
1: I think it's the place to go, but I also use Canva to create cover photos. Mm. Um, So when you upload your first one, you'll notice that it gives you the option to upload a cover photo. So this is what people are going to see on the main feed. Um, And then when they click on it, then they can view the video. But I think it's really important to have a really nice cover photo because it's going to keep your feed looking aesthetically pleasing. Obviously, photographers have endless amounts of beautiful content. So you could just pick a photo from the video and just make it the cover photo. But if you're giving out tips or tricks or something like that, you can go to Canva and type in Instagram Reels, and it'll give you endless amounts of different templates you can use.
0: Yes, I love 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 Canva, and it's free. And there's just so much value in there. Um, I can't. I honestly can't believe what they give away in the in the free. I, right. It's
1: shocking that the stuff that they yes. have is free. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's amazing. Um,
0: okay, let's switch over to um, staying consistent. So scheduling posts. And you had alluded to using Planoly. Can you tell us your best tips for how we can be staying consistent on there and your favorite tools for doing that?
1: Yeah, so Planoly is the scheduling platform that I use. I know there's a, like later and, and you can use Creator Studio as well that Facebook has that links to Instagram. But I prefer Planoly just because I like the look of it. It's very user-friendly um, and it's pretty and it's pink and it has your analytics. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say, if you're really focused on, supporting female entrepreneurs, then Planoly is the one to go to. It's so pretty, <laughs> but yeah. it
1: gives you every single thing that you could possibly need. So basically when I'm planning, say for myself, a lot of times, you know, people ask me, I, do I need to post every day? Instagram gurus tell me I need to post every day. It's so not true. Um, I would say if you post two to three times a week and stay consistent with that, you're still, you know, still going to grow. And that's, you know the most that you can put into it there's only so many hats we can wear and you know marketing is just one of them so the Instagram gurus that tell you to be posting every time a day, that is their full-time job. That is impossible for other people that have to be doing other things. Um, And so even though marketing and social media is my full-time job, I have other clients, so I can't be posting every day either. So what I do is I use the Planoly app. And when you download it, there's a free version and then a paid version. Um, I recommend the $7 a month version just because of the additional features, but I would say first download it, check out the free version, make sure it's for you because sometimes it might not be for everybody. And if it is, then I would recommend investing the $7. You can cancel it anytime. But basically what it does is you find all the images that you want to eventually upload to Instagram and you just drag and drop them into your Planoly feed and kind of move them around to make sure that you like how the feed is going to look you can go in and add your captions, your spacing, your emojis, a little tip. If you hit control command and the space bar, your emojis will show up on your desktop. Um, And so that's how I add them in from my computer. And so um, I add in my captions. You can add in your locations, you can tag people. And then my favorite feature is it lets me add in the comment, or excuse me, the hashtags as the first comment. Um, And so when you schedule that to automatically post, everything goes out for you on the day and time that you want it to post and you don't have to worry about it. The Only thing that is a little bit annoying and it's not Planoly's fault, it's Instagram won't give them access as a third party is you can't auto post videos or carousel posts. But I still recommend putting them in Planoly just so you can plan everything out in advance and you're not stressing. So if you know a carousel post is gonna be going up tomorrow, you still have your caption ready, your hashtags ready, everything's ready to go. Um, and then you just hit post now, it'll automatically bring you to Instagram and you can upload from there.
0: Some of the benefits that are available to you um, as part of using the paid plan is that first comment hashtag list, right? Some of those types of things. Yeah. and i
1: and it, you know might some people might not think it's a big deal I, there's two reasons i like the hashtags in as the first comment one i think it keeps the caption it doesn't look as messy mm-hmm. um and it's not taking away from the value that you're putting in the caption i feel like that just that chunk really throws me off when i'm reading it sometimes yeah. yes um, so i just think it looks neater and cleaner but also it works within the algorithm so basically instagram can't differentiate if you or if somebody else commented on your post. It just looks like somebody did. So if that comment goes up right away, Instagram is like, wow, somebody already commented as soon as this post went up. And it just helps to get pushed out to more people. It, it might be a small percentage, but you know, it's still a percentage to get it out to more people.
0: Every little bit helps.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So if we're posting two to three times a week, what should we be doing about our stories?
1: Yeah. So I would say a good mix of stories is one to three a day. So you're still showing up every day um, and again, staying consistent, but it's not overwhelming. Um, To be completely honest, the people that post like 90 times a day on stories, I don't even watch them. It's overwhelming and it's too much. So I think, you know, a good mix, if you're stuck on time and you have all these other things to do for your business, if you can show up to one to three stories a day, that is amazing. So whether it's reposting somebody else's post, just to keep it simple but to still show up in people's feeds maybe you want to hop on stories and share with people what your day is or what you have coming up or your availability or you know something new that you're offering you know all those little things that you can think of to post um there's no silly thing that you can post it's still as long as you're showing up um and i would say like try and show your face on there um if you can twice a week you know once a week if, you, if it's if it's possible um I try and do it every day, but it's you know sometimes it's just not feasible. So um, do what you can, but I would say one to three stories a day is awesome.
0: Great. and I find that I get a lot more engagement with people who are watching my stories over pe- over my posts too. so people will s- are seem more willing to send individual dms versus commenting on a post
1: yeah especially if you're looking for potential clients they come to your feed they watch your story they see you talking about your availability or what you're doing or maybe you're editing photos they might send you a dm and say oh my gosh this looks beautiful like yes. i do have an availability on this day or whatever it is um yep. i just put up a meme yesterday like about um like when i didn't want to work a nine to five and now i work 24 7 as a business owner. I got over 35 DMs from that oh, meme. Gosh. Yes, wow. Just been up a meme. I had no other story up for the entire day, just a meme. And that is the amount of traction I got. And I actually ended up getting two potential client calls next week because of those memes. It just, you know, they sent me a DM was like, oh, this is so relatable. And then we started talking and that's where conversations start. And that's where you build that like, know, and trust. Yes. And now all of a sudden they were like, actually, like, I would actually really love your help. Can we talk about this? And I just say, schedule a call. So it's crazy what can happen in stories.
0: Yes. And it all comes back to really being relatable to the people that you are talking to and engaging with them when they
1: do reach out. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Just showing up honestly is all they really care about and being able to see your name consistently coming up at the top of their feed where stories is. And when you think about it, you know, you had said, you know, you find more engagement with stories in this whole generation is like, I want to be in the know and the now all the time. And stories disappear within 24 hours. So they can go look at a post anytime. Most people, when they go on Instagram in the morning or the evening, the first thing they do is watch stories because they know it's going to disappear. Right. So that's where you really grab their attention. And you'll see a lot of people will end up posting their new post to their story saying, new post, go check it out. Because that's where they're really going to notice for the first time that you have a new post app because they're watching stories first.
0: Right, right. And so some of the content that they could be including, like you said, try to get your face in your stories at least a couple of times a week behind the scenes, I think are always really exciting. So for photographers, we're editing, you know, for um, designers and um, people creating stationery and invitations and things like that. It could be some of their like lay flats and designs that they're working on some of those more physical, tangible things.
1: Um, Editing. I've seen like a lot of photographers will literally just kind of pop their camera over on the corner of their desk and just take a really long video of editing a picture and they'll fast forward it. I love watching those videos because it's crazy what it looks like before and after and like the skills they have for editing. Yes. Um, And when you had mentioned like working with other vendors, always tag the vendors because if they repost their entire audience gets to see it. Same thing. If you're shooting a wedding, um, at a certain location, I would tag that location as well, because if they repost it, anyone that's potentially interested or has already booked to get married to that venue, they're probably stalking that page to look at other weddings as well. Yes. Um, And if they see your name pop up and they're still looking for a photographer or someone to do their wedding invitations or whatever it is, you know, that's a whole other audience that's able to now see your content that didn't know you existed before.
0: Right. Right. Yes. It's a great place to collaborate and share and get your message shared and everything. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So the last thing that we want to talk about is engagement.
1: Yes. Okay. So this is my favorite thing to talk about. I could literally talk about it all day long. If you are not engaging on Instagram, you are not going to grow. Um, People come to me and they'll say, no one's liking my posts. Nobody's watching my stories. And I will say to them, do you like anybody else's posts? Do you watch anybody else's stories? And most people say no, or they'll say, I only like people's pictures that I'm friends or family or people that I already follow. That's not going to be helpful to grow the audience. It's good to maintain it, um, but you're looking to grow and expand, or I'm assuming most people are. So there's um, this method that I use called the 10-10-10 method. So um, I've talked about this a lot in my posts as well. But basically, I like to engage with people that I already follow and that people that I don't follow and that don't follow me. So for the first 10 minutes, what you're going to do is engage with people on your feed, So people that you already follow, go to your homepage and make sure you're liking and commenting and you're staying consistent with engaging with other people. So basically what you're doing is showing them love. So when you post, you hope to gain it back and that they do the same for you. It's always worked out very well for me. Um, and you'll start to notice that you guys become um, very friendly and you, you like each other's posts constantly. I'm sure most people have like 10 to 15 people that always like everybody's, you know, your posts all the time. Um, and that's your 10% within the algorithm. So basically when you put up a post, it only gets shown to 10% of your audience up front. So those people that really like it up front, that's your 10%. Um, so make sure you stay consistent with that and engage with people on your main feed for 10 minutes every day. The second 10 minutes is watching Instagram stories. So I'm sure most people view who's watching their stories. Do you ever look at who looks at your stories? Um, I I actually
0: don't, but I know I'm in the the rare there. Yes, (laughs) I don't.
1: So it's probably because you're so busy, a lot of people usually look at who's watching their story because that's your warm audience. Those are your leads. Those are people who are interested in what you have to say. So when you watch other people's stories, same thing, you're showing them love in order to receive it, but it's also a great way to kind of start conversations in the DM. So if you're looking to collaborate with somebody, have somebody be a referral source for you, potential clients watch their stories, start showing up. So your name is there um, and show them the love, or, you know, maybe they might put up something funny and you send them an emoji response back, or you send them a DM response back and start that conversation. So I find that that's been really helpful. um, And I really enjoy those 10 minutes because I build a lot of relationships with people that way. And then the last 10 minutes, I sometimes even spend a little bit more time on because I think it's very important. So this is when you're going to engage with your new audience. So people that don't know you and you don't know them. So there's a couple different ways you can go about it. My favorite ways are going through locations and hashtags. So if you're a brick and mortar or somewhere that's local, so like you, you do New England weddings, think of where your target audience hangs out. So, you know, maybe it's like wineries or breweries where young couples that are potentially getting married hang out go to the search section on Instagram, type in those wineries and breweries, and there's gonna be a section that comes up where it says top and recent. So top just means the top performing posts of people that have tagged themselves, for example, at that winery. I always go to recent because in those top posts, it could be a two-year-old post. It just performed really well. Um, So when I go to the recent section, these are all posts that might have been posted two minutes ago, an hour ago, a day ago. So what I'll do is I'll click on that most recent picture or post, and I'll just like it. If I feel compelled to write some genuine comment, I will, but just scroll through there for two to three minutes and like and engage with people's posts. I know it feels funny liking or commenting on people's posts that you might not know, but, you know, think of it this way. People used to go to grocery stores and hand out flyers to strangers to promote their business. Now we're just handing out likes. So basically what's happening is your name is going to show up in their notifications and say, you know, at social by Shanae just liked your picture. And they're going to be like, who the heck is this? Now all of a sudden you've got new fresh eyes on your page and you're hoping that you have a really nice bio that they compelled to want to follow content you know they're watching your stories that's why it's important to stay active and have one to three stories up a day so when a new audience does show up they have something to look at um and same thing with hashtags you can go to hashtags that you feel like a lot of your target audience uses so say you're looking for local moms um you know maybe you're using hashtag boston ma or um like i live in quincy hashtag quincy ma a lot of local businesses or local people use those hashtags um hashtag Boston mom things like that same thing go to recent and like and comment th- on those posts if you don't feel commenta- uh, feel comfortable commenting start off with liking at first
0: this f- just blew my mind. I would never thought to look at locations that my target audience would go to so while you're telling me this
1: I could I see your like, face like light up you're like, wait a minute yes. <laughs>
0: While you're telling me this, I just went and looked at Wachusett Brewing Company, which is right down the street from me. So we do have a brick and mortar, obviously, wedding and portrait studio in this area. And just exactly like you're saying, all of our couples are currently living at wineries and breweries. on yeah. the weekends. And so I just, while you were telling me this, went and, and saw and I can see so many people that I would be able to comment on about especially with like the puppies that are happening in there and and all of our couples and families have puppies now. And there's so much that I'm already looking at this saying, I could totally drop a note and be, you know, relating to this person. And then then that piques their interest to come and check out my account. And and then if they're seeing the pictures of me and then the pictures of my work and they're getting reels to get to know me a little bit more.
1: And they see that you're local. Yes. A huge portion of it too. Like, you know, when you're putting up, whether the, your location is in your bio or you keep tagging local locations in your posts, you know, if they see you're local, the, the, most people love supporting local businesses. So yeah. it's pretty, you know, there's a strong part of that where they would probably follow you and start to continue to like and engage with your content.
0: Yeah. That's really, it's, it's, kind of cool to think through how the entire process can and should work on Instagram.
1: That's the part. And Also think about like wedding venues or places where a lot of people have weddings, you know, go to those locations, um, or also go to those accounts. So, um, you go, what's the place in New Hampshire that you go to all the time for weddings? It's
0: Omni Mount Washington resort. Yes. Yes. So if
1: you go to their account and you click on tags and you look at all the people that tag themselves in that location with that account, um, you could get endless amounts of people that would follow you from there because they'll see that you have a lot of posts up there and that you're a photographer that goes there often. Right. Um, and a lot of people that go there usually go back. Yes. Um, but like, even for example, one of my friends got engaged at that location um, and they tagged themselves there the day they got engaged. So if you had gone to that and liked the picture um, and then when they start planning the wedding, you know, maybe that would pique their interest and say, oh, this photographer's here all the time. We're obsessed with this location. Let's reach out to her.
0: Right. Right. I think that that's when Instagram can get really exciting to me is just thinking through that whole process and how it can really connect you with your perfect person. Because to me, I've always been in a place where Facebook and Instagram are something that I don't necessarily find joy in. And it feels like another task on my list of already, you know, my already long to-do list. But when, when you reframe the mindset that, that you have, Sinead, about, Reaching out and engaging with these people who potentially are going to want to work with you. Um, I just think it's a really cool space to be able to know that you really have access to your perfect people. Um, And it's just, it takes a little bit of effort, like that 10, 10, 10 method that you mentioned. I really like that. A little bit of effort can really go a long way in helping to grow your business on Instagram.
1: And I think it helps people from getting burnt out. Cause you yes. know, I sometimes get burnt out myself. Cause I'm on there like 14, 16 hours a day. Obviously it's my job. Yes. Um, but when you set that goal for yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to block off 30 minutes a day. I really want to grow and stay consistent. So if I'm not posting every single day, I can at least show up and it could take you just a couple minutes to throw one to three stories up and then just engage for 30 minutes a day. And it, that's, you know, say 40 minutes a day, you block, out in your calendar to get all that done. And and you see the results that's happening. It it becomes addicting Um, because you see all the growth. You're like, Oh my gosh, I want to make sure that I get this in every single day. So I know it can be tedious. A lot of people end up hiring me because they don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is really, really important to get out there and and get your name out there. So it's a really good strategy to have if you want to grow.
0: Absolutely. Well, this was incredibly helpful. So, so we have just really, done a deep dive into the three things that creatives should be doing right now to grow their Instagram account. And you've shared so many tools that we can be using. Most of them free or ha- all have a free option. option yeah. yeah. So just to, to sort of circle back the three things that, that you should be doing right now is one, staying consistent. There are tools out there that you mentioned Planoly. We both use Planoly um, to schedule posts and really help you create consistency, then just taking a little bit of time to post one to three stories per day to be consistent. We talked about number two, being engaged. You shared your 10, 10, 10 message. So spend 10 minutes engaging with the people who are already following you. Spend 10 minutes engaging in your stories with the people who are watching your stories, and then spend 10 minutes looking for the new audience that can and probably should be following you and reaching out to them. And I really loved the tip that you shared about looking by location or by hashtag to connect with people who could be a potential great fit for you. And then lastly, we talked a lot about using Instagram's latest features to really help you show up more. Currently it's Reels. Did I get it all right?
1: Exactly, you did, yes, that was perfect. Um, yeah, I think that was a really good recap. And I think, um, I would definitely just say, you know, when you're scheduling out posts, maybe block off the first Sunday of the month and just bang them all out. Um, and just like, and at least prep and say, you know what? I might not have this photo yet because the wedding is coming up, but in planally, it lets you put in like a white box as a placeholder. So at least that way, you know, what's coming up in your feed.
0: Yes. Yes. Excellent. Good. Well, I just, can you remind everybody where they can find more information and continue to learn from you? Because like I've said for months, you are a wealth of knowledge and you make it all feel easy and attainable and almost fun, which is really big for this like (laughs) anti-social media girl to be saying. So where can people find you and just continue to learn from you?
1: Yeah. So on Instagram at social by Sinead or my website, social by com. I also have a new online course coming out. I had so many, like an overwhelming amount of coaching calls this past year because with the pandemic, everyone realized they had to be online and I couldn't keep up with the amount of coaching calls. So I decided to buckle down and create an online course. So that's going to be coming out, um, in just three or a couple of weeks, I think about three weeks from now. Um, and so hopefully, um, by July, it'll be all set up end of July. So people can, um, sign up for the waitlist with the link in my bio on Instagram, or you can feel free to email me Sinead at social That's fantastic. And what is the course called? OK, so I haven't come up with a, a name yet. Um, we're still in the process of it. I still have to like record it, but we have the bulk of all the information. And it's a lot of information. I've broken it down into eight modules um, and some bonus sections, but they're going to be mini chapters within each module. So it's not overwhelming. So people are able to watch, you know, 10 to 12 minute videos. And then if they have to go do something else, you know, it's not going to be like this one long hour video. I'm going to break it up. So it's easier to attain and be able to kind of practice before you go on to the next section.
0: Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. I know as someone who also creates courses, it's a lot of work to get a course up. But when you know how many people that you'll be helping with this course, it's just, it's going to be incredible. So Mm -hmm. that's really great. I'm really glad. I can't wait to see that when that comes out.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here, Sinead. I really appreciate your time and your expertise. And I know that, that, you know, if the listeners start to put some of these these pieces into action, they're really going to start to see some progress and some growth on their Instagram accounts.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for having me.
0: I really hope that you liked this. If you got something out of it, would you leave me a review? I'd be so, so honored and would absolutely be doing a happy dance around my kitchen. Is there a topic you're hoping I'll talk about or a creative you'd love for me to interview? Let me know and I'll see if I can add it to the agenda.